Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I am joined by my very good friends. First of all, we have Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. We also have Anthony Amato, who we like to call Shimato. Boys, here we are to review a freaking sick movie, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, yes. part one yes. of two. <laughs> of two, uh, yeah. All that well, we maybe. know of. Maybe. We know of, yeah. It might be three. You never know. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Um, I'm imagining of two. But anyways, yeah. Here to review it. Um, but before, obviously, we do that, I'd like to ask you guys, how the heck are y'all? Dude, I'm, I'm excited, man. It's, it's going to be a fun weekend, man. I'm just going to, you know, hang out uh, yeah. with the kids. So, yeah. fun time. It's going to be super busy for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then you're going to go watch Mission Impossible again, I Justin. am. I am yes. actually watching it again. Uh, so why would it not be it fun? It was that right? good. It was so good. Spoilers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely spoilers, spoilers for sure. You don't have to listen to the rest of the pod because yeah. we, it was amazing. we just said it was amazing. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, speaking of everyone, everyone who is listening, big shout out to all of our listeners, all of our fans, all of our faithful followers. Um, we really appreciate you. Glad you're listening. And... Uh, just want to remind you to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're tuning in. Also, follow the pod, follow us on social media at Royal Geek Pod. Uh, leave us a review. All these things really help us out tremendously. So, um, yeah, big shout out to everybody who is tuning in. All right, y'all want to get into this movie? Let's do yeah. it. So yeah. here's your spoiler warning: if you haven't uh, watched Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, go and do it. Here's your spoiler warning. <laughs> Go into it, yeah. Movie was an intense, yeah. amazing. Do we want to start with the actual like movie theater experience oh, that we had? We have to. Yeah, we have to break it down for us. Yeah. Maybe. So like weeks before, probably a month before, a month before uh, the movie came out, we tickets went on sale, and I was like, guys, I kind of feel like we need to do something big here because these movies have been incredible the last couple, last couple movies. It's been yeah. insane. I was like, we can either do an IMAX typical experience, or we can get a little creative here and do like a 40x or yeah. RPX or Screen X or one of the X's. Okay, and um, we settled on 40x. Um, in case you guys don't know, there's a lot of people who don't. Yeah, Explain what this yeah. is. So 40x. So obviously, you know what 3D is, right? Like 3D is uh, just visually coming out of the screen, that kind of stuff, right? But uh, 40, 40, you go into the screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basic, <laughs> yeah. Basically, right? No. Um, 40X is the, you have an immersion experience. So, yeah. like, if, if the, like, the seats move, first off, and you can. And not just a little bit. Yeah, no, not just a little bit. No. And like uh, water, like, if there's a water scene, you're getting sprayed with water. If there's, like, smoke or fog or uh, anything to do with mist and stuff, yeah. like, you have. You have that kind of experience and smells. There's smells involved as well. Yeah. So the smells were crazy. It was weird. It was. It, I, I yeah, like they're, I li- they're yeah. burning rubber in the car. Yeah. You smell it. Yeah. yeah. I, it, I liked it. I enjoyed it. But uh, it was absolutely an epic experience. It, it was, was like phenomenal. It was a, a movie while riding a roller coaster. Yeah. It really was. Like there were so many scenes in this movie that were I feel like elevated because of. It's funny you say roller coaster because when seat. we walk in, we go to our row and they're they're in. The seats are basically in batches of four. Yes. Just kind of like a a roller coaster car, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And it looked, obviously it didn't look like a roller coaster because there wasn't a track, but the seats themselves, I even made the joke, like, it looks, they look like there should be seat Right, yeah. You know, they get really, they look like there's a harness that you're supposed to put on, you know? Yeah. And sometimes, (laughs) and and we probably should have put on a harness. We probably should have, to be honest with you. But uh, sometimes in the movies, I 
sit in the back row and if there's no one sitting in front of you, you put your feet up, right? But because of the roller coaster experience, you wanted to keep your feet in yeah, in, hard, in whatever the, 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 the footrest was. And I couldn't even reach the seats in front of me, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah we so had much a, lot, room. a lot of leg room. But uh, I'm, dude, if you I'm guys have, back, not, yeah, if you guys have not experienced a 4DX movie, I recommend it for sure. Action movies are intense. Yes. Um, yeah, I would so definitely much, say like yeah. if you have a chance to watch an action movie yeah, in it, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's a good choice, a good choice. Shimano, I think it was after we dropped you off, we were talking about what other movies to to watch it in, and we said uh, Godzilla. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be super cool. Yeah. Be, yeah, Godzilla yeah. would be really cool. Um, some weird one like I, I, for when you were bringing something up, I, the idea of watching The Mist would be oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be kind of, <laughs> you'd watch the whole theater in a haze. That's yeah, like the whole like, movie. Like the idea of like there that's, that's good. That would be a very interesting thing. Yeah, but obviously it was all of our first time experiencing the 40 yes. ex- experience. Yeah. But uh I would definitely go back at a heartbeat. Yeah like like every even if you haven't seen this movie um and you're somehow listening, which is cool, but even if you haven't seen it, most people know about the motorcycle stunt yeah. that yeah. he does. Yeah. So even that scene, he's driving off and as he's as he's driving the, the our seats are shaking as he's going on this like rocky road. Mm-hmm. He goes off the ramp, and as he's driving towards the the ramp, he goes off the edge of the cliff. Yeah, as he's driving towards it, you're feeling wind, wind blowing in your on face. You. Yeah, yeah. And then when he when he goes off, the seats tilt forward. They yeah, stop looking, shaking. Yeah, you're looking it, straight down. It looks down. like you're looking yeah. down with it, and you're feeling wind hitting your face. Yeah, yeah. just like it is for him. Yeah. And then when he pulls the parachute, something jabs you in the back. Yeah, you just yeah. It slings you back yeah. really hard. That was the biggest. That was the biggest spot of the whole movie, yeah. and um, it like you felt the parachute. Yeah, it was crazy. Yes, yeah. fun experience. I highly recommend. We it. basically became Tom Cruise. We, I, I mean, yeah. essentially, I mean, I'll say this right now: we were three hours away from actually meeting Tom Cruise because yep. he was at the seven exact o'clock premiere theater at the exact same theater. So. Yep. Yeah. That's that's what's wild. Tom Isn't Cruise was in the building where we were at three hours. Yeah, Tom before. Cruise was yes, in Atlanta. Was. Yeah. We were we were at the the Atlantic Station. Mm-hmm. There's like only one place to do 4DX in Georgia, I think. It, that I we think know yeah, of. potentially, yeah. Maybe, You're right. Maybe one other, but yeah. But it was Tom Cruise was there. We were joking about like, what if Tom Cruise like showed yeah. up here? Sure enough, a few hours later, we learned he was literally in that yeah. theater. Yeah. So he, we just missed him. Yeah. Him and then uh, director McQuarrie was yeah. were there. Uh, <laughs> just three hours before us. So. Yeah. Pretty epic, pretty cool. I'm glad we uh, had that experience. I wonder the picture that we saw. It wasn't the 40x experience. It was like, no, 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 no. Uh, but no, it was not. But it was. Um, remember when when our movie started? They had a little clip of the two of them just saying, "Hey, what? Thanks for did watching." Did they our just movie. record that? They're wearing the same stuff. They were I wearing think, the exact same. Yeah, stuff. I think they might have recorded that for Atlanta. Hmm. Possibly. Maybe. They really might have. Yeah. Interesting. Now, would have been cool. I wonder if like they rec- they recorded that like. Just outside of that room, or maybe it was live when they did it, and they recorded it, and then they like walked out, like hmm. interesting, like out from behind like the screen to uh, like that'd be to cool. be like, hey, hey, by the way, we're here. Yeah, yeah. yes, I'm Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't know who I am, the five people in the world who don't know, if who you don't Tom know who Cruise I am, is. just pay attention to this movie. You'll yeah. soon see. He's only the biggest movie star in the world. So yes, certainly. All right, well, let's talk about the freaking movie itself, yeah. huh? Yeah. Get me jazzed up, Sandy. Uh, yeah, well, listen, I'll, I've been thinking about this movie. We saw this on Tuesday, all right? Yeah. We, we were recording yeah, yeah. here on, on Friday, and I have not stopped thinking about this movie. Like, the, the biggest thing that stands out to me is that this is probably one of the most tight-knit storylines in a Mission Impossible movie yeah. I've seen in a long time. Like, every every scene as it progresses, it 
not only like builds onto the story, moves but like the story it forward. moves the story forward. It grips you, and the action is there to push the story along. It's not yeah. there to take your attention away of like the cool big explosion stuff. Like right. the action scenes happening are because the story is moving in that direction. Like yeah. it's 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 it was it was very well done. And I actually think it's because of who the antagonist in the movie was, and I think it was a purposeful uh, move by the director to make it very like very much like that because it is as we know spoiler alert the antagonist in this movie is an ai system mm-hmm. uh artificial intelligence of, of some sort um and i think that's part of the reason why they did it like that is they wanted you to kind of feel like as you were going through how yeah. the like how calculated the um the AI was about how people were going to react, how things were going to go. Um, and I think that's kind of how the movie played out in general. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. It was, it was very fun. ride. man, the AI stuff was, was madness. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think I was going to like the AI stuff when it started like unveiling mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. But then as it, as it more went along, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm on board with this. Like, cause yeah. I mean, why, why not? What <laughs> this this is bound to happen nowadays, right? I think it was also partially because although it was AI, we never actually really interact with the AI specifically. Right. It's all th- by proxy through Gabriel mm-hmm. and through other entities yeah. uh, that you're seeing it. So it was kind of you're seeing it through this lens. So it wasn't just this AI system just talking to you at some point. Because I was kind of mm-hmm. thinking at some point uh, when they get to the club, I felt like the part or the party. Um, in Venice, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like that's. I felt like they were gonna go in that direction. I felt like we were gonna all like of a sudden an Ultron like, moment where now yeah. you hear his voice. Well, yeah, we just like because they had it like that, like spiral sphere looking thing yeah. in the background. I felt like that they were gonna like, you know, they were finally kind of reveal it, and he was. They were gonna start talking and like the way, but they didn't do that. Uh, um, a few moments later, they did that though when the he takes over the. The, his yes, comms. Yes, yeah. that, I felt like but, that was, even that was like, it wasn't done in like the sense of, it, it wasn't done in like the sense of like directly talking to you, you're having a conversation with an AI. It was specifically done to deceive yeah. them in this moment. True. And while that, that scene was cool, when, yeah. when the entity, I like that it doesn't have a name. And this thing, it doesn't have a name. Yeah. And one of the reasons it doesn't have a name is because of what I'm about to say. Like, it never has that like, coming <laughs> coming out moment yeah. like it never <laughs> it never has that moment where it like announces itself with its own unique voice mm-hmm. yeah. yes it talks to um tom tom talks to ethan yeah. like through using benji's voice yeah. mm-hmm. and distorting you know yeah. but it do- it doesn't have its own like identity in terms of like a voice and like and i do kind of like that yeah um well, but it's it, real quick, real quick. But it, like a lot of times, AI move like AI things in movies. They they almost always have their own face or voice because they they want to humanize it. Right. Yeah. And yeah. in this movie, they didn't even they didn't even try. Yeah. They didn't attempt that at all. Nope. Yeah. And maybe they uh, will in part two, but they didn't yet. But I think that that's why they had the character of Gabriel. But it was also I think it was all the positives of and I know T Roll, you're not you don't really get into this genre, but all the positives of a horror movie. In the sense of one of the the most scary part about a horror movie monster is generally before the reveal, like that's it's it's about like what is this thing, like what is the real entity that is happening, um, 
in this situation. Lots of times when you pull the, you know, the cover off, the actual creature that you end up seeing is does not fulfill the entire purpose of being continually scary, continually this. Once you know its mo- its true motives and things like that, it's it, it becomes it too bit, realistic yeah. Yeah. in a way. It has it makes it too real when it is nebulous and kind of like uh, ambiguous. Ambigu- Ambiguous. Ambiguous. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is um, It is more terrifying because part of it is you're running your own mind to it. Right. You know? Right. So your your own thoughts are driving all this. So I think it did the good job of kind of keeping it, you know, vague in its, you know, mm. form. Yeah. I mean, we... <sighs> Nowadays in society, AI is starting to take over. Like we have Chat GPT, where it can write entire uh, essays and stuff for you. Or f- I just got an update on my phone where I have AI uh, texting, where it'll uh, compile all of my last uh, several texts and start responding for me. Like this, this is a this is a thing that's happening right now. And so, the, for this to be the entity, for it to actually like be a thing, I mean. This this could very well happen or be happening right now as we yeah. speak, and Ethan, Ethan, uh, he's out there right now. So. Maybe, <laughs> I, yeah. That's that's a, that's another conversation. Yeah, <laughs> conspiracy theorists over here, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the truth is, AI stuff has always been a big thing within movies, mm-hmm. and right from the jump, like we're on this Russian submarine. Oh yeah, at the start of the movie, and they're and they're talking to us or they're explaining this AI. Yeah. You see this special key right at the jump. Um, which is cool. They, yeah. they come together. So this key, which is a two-piece key, is the only way to access, <laughs> excuse me, this um, like AI's original like source code, code yeah. I believe. There you go. So with this key, you could destroy it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how someone could control it. Because uh, I think they, they people keep can, talking about yeah. that, and I'm like, the Russians thought they controlled it. Yeah, but then they had an imaginary submarine that they had to. Yeah, uh, that was a, that was a cool scene. It, it kind of just introduced really the entity because cool. they were trying to fire at this submarine that was within range. But they thought they were undetectable, yeah. so they were like, "How is someone yeah. detecting us?" But then it, it never existed. It never was there because the ghost. entity was. Making that happen. The entity wanted to fire at that to have it come back around. To, to draw an audience in, like, that was a really great first scene. Yeah. Like, it really kind of set the tone. Um, and then they all did. <laughs> I, I will throw this out as, like, a side note, side note. Um, I love it when a movie, like, the, if you notice the opening scene in the Russian submarine, they're speaking in Russian, and then, like, the camera kind of turns, uh, like, a perspective, and they're speaking Russian, and it transitions into English. And so us as the audience are hearing them in English, but we, because of that cool transition, we're led to believe that they are still speaking Russian. I love it when they do uh, languages like that in movies. Yeah. Like, it, it just it works out so so well. Instead of just having to keep reading right, right, right. captions. It's, yeah, instead of continuing. I, I'm fine. Trust me. You're talking about the one of the biggest anime fans in the world right now. I love subtitles. Okay? Yeah. But... For the general audience, like Tom Cruise is like, you know what? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's make sure that we reach everybody. And so they start off with the Russian, and then the transition, and the, they continue to speak, and it transitions to English. Yeah. And uh, I thought that I thought that's always uh, anytime they do that well, it's it's it, it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm down. Yeah. But yeah, getting back to, I feel like it's the idea of everybody has this fool's errand of thinking that they can control this AI, and I think the very first scene is literally. The director telling the audience how stupid the rest of these governments are is, is yeah. kind of what he's yeah. doing. What, what he's doing, he's like, 
He's literally showing you how when you think you control it, you really don't control anything. So I felt like it was a really good way of showing us in a pretty relatively short, um, well-done action you know, scene, mm-hmm. like the hubris of man and kind of setting up, you know, you understanding why Ethan is right in this situation of the AI needs to be destroyed, not just corralled. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, how about that, like, you mentioned one of the first scenes uh, after the submarine where, um, well, actually, no, you kind of skipped that. That was the third scene. But uh, the, the second scene was the desert scene where um, Ilsa, he's trying to yes. get Ilsa again. But then, um, we'll, we'll come back to that in a second, but I want to touch on with the director, where they're all in the office, right? All the all the big wigs. Of, yeah. They're all in the office. And uh, Car- debriefing, yeah, they're debriefing. Carrie Ells, which was uh, yes. great to see him. Yes, uh, I did not expect that. Him. But then we also get the uh, uh, one of the the sand sand snakes uh, from yes. Game of Thrones, yes. the mother, right? Yes, um, we get her in there. But uh, just the the fact, the the power that they're talking of in that room about who can control what, yeah, like. That's that's the room that everybody I think would love to be a fly on the wall with like the world's powers, the world's defenses, just talking. And then you in the in the background you have what we we learn to be Tom Cruise's character, yes. uh, just in disguise, listening to this whole entire conversation, just waiting for his moment to kind of reveal himself. Yeah, uh, like imagine being that person there, like listening to. Uh, we're making a play for a power play for yeah. to be the ultimate power in the it's whole an arms like, race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's an arm. Like, there's just that that whole scene is it was very powerful, and, and the fact that Tom Cruise came out on top, like Ethan Hunt came out on top yeah. on that and that scene because uh, he was the one who accepted the mission that is impossible and that that he's gonna go track down these keys. Which side note here, I'm gonna throw out. Anytime they say the IMF out loud, the Impossible Mission Force. Yeah, it's so I'm like, so ridiculous. Come on, guys, we got to change the name of that. They just need to just they just need to say IMF. They yeah. do not never need to say yeah. the whole never thing. Never say you it know, out loud you, ever. You again. know what would have been better? Yeah. What would have been better is when the I think it's the Secretary of, Secretary of Defense when he's like, "What is the IMF?" Is if um, Kittridge or yeah, Kittridge, yeah. Kittridge, Kittridge, if he would have been like. It's it's best not to yes you that know been much something better. like that yeah, yeah. Or, or if he had said it I wasn't around it, for the naming of this thing. right or if yeah. he had said it and then the other mean like really yeah. that's the name that's the best that, we can that come exists. up with but uh, but the fact that the the director of defense like Carrie L's character character he was like what is this you're telling me that I'm the I'm the director of of whatever whatever and I don't have clearance for this is that what you're telling me yeah and like that's yeah. that 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 put, tells you. How big of a, a deal these off the books yeah. is. Yeah, is, yeah that's incredible. That scene is definitely the setting the stakes f- yeah. scene yeah. for the entire because it, it, it takes it from this okay, it's just maybe, maybe there's only two sides. You know, it's the United States and Russia that are looking for this. Mm-hmm. And they expand it to it's not just the United States and Russia, it is literally every world power, everyone, yeah. And every they even drop drop down to like every world power and my and minor world power is looking for this. Yeah, yeah, that's true, man. Oh, gosh, it, yeah, it was such a great scene. Yeah, but, uh, but like I said, this is the scene before that where the Ilsa in the desert. Mm-hmm. That was the hat's a fun opening scene right yeah. there. Um, I want to point out the the you see like the bounty hunters riding on the horseback and Tom Cruise laying down with his horse. Yes, and then just like follows them like it was nothing in the sandstorm visually that scene right there was top tier like visually like the sand blowing everywhere 
um, breaking in and trying to get get to Ilsa before they do. It was just wild, was off, off yeah. the yeah. wall, off the wall. Great action. Yeah, and they they kind of throw us for a, a little curveball there and like making the thing that she died right away. And I, yeah. and immediately I was like, if they kill this character off, Rebecca Ferguson's character yes. off right here, right now with off screen, like pretty much. I'll be really upset, but then yeah, it, it came back. Know, it came back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I would have been. I wasn't. Didn't think at, at all. That's what happened. Me just because of the way they did it. I think if, if they had shown her yeah, getting her shot, faces down, or yeah, like yeah. In, in like you know something like that, I would have been like, okay, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. But she was like, she had her back turned. It was very obvious she was playing possum yeah. at that moment. Um, although I do have some like mental blocks in my head with the Rebecca Ferguson character. Oh yeah, you're uh, or, still holding a grudge against uh, Grady Showman, right? Yes, yeah, like a hundred percent. Like I still have issues with that, yeah. with her in that role. Yeah, just destroying the Michelle Williams and Hugh Jackman connection. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I know. Anyway, <laughs> side note: that's just movie buffs over here. No, that's good. Okay. That's uh, okay. <laughs> sorry, T-Roll. Well, the truth is, like, this movie is long. It is two hours and forty-three minutes long. Yes. And, and we're going to go again tomorrow. So yeah, yeah. Well, I think at this good point for you today. Anyway, and we're not going to be able to cover everything. To be honest with you, you know, we, we've already right, been going for like twenty minutes. But I'm trying to think. Let's just. I mean, truth be told, the action, the questioning, mm-hmm. the wondering, yeah. like the espionage, the spycraft, all of it was just in um, top tier. Yeah. Top tier. This is one of the. I'm trying to think, like. It's not like it might not be the greatest action, straight up action movie ever, right? But yeah. in terms of like espionage, mm-hmm. like spy kind of stuff, it, it it might be the one of the best movies in that kind of genre yeah. ever. I think you might be right as far as uh, the spy genre slash like the gov- government. Turns. Yeah, the, it's definitely number one um, action movie. Uh, twenty twenty three, it's coming in number two because John McFour exists. But right, well, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm right. saying. Like, there's there's other movies that are just. This isn't just pure action. No, 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 no. Like the John Wick series but is I literally... But I feel like the story that they have created here with Mission Impossible, uh, it it adds, t- it adds elements yeah. to the action. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and you the way... And I'm skipping way ahead. Yeah. Um, Feel we, free. Yeah, we, we're, we're so Haley Atwell's character, Grace. Dude, awesome. great addition. Yes. Great addition. Great addition. I, I will say they did a phenomenal job integrating... Every single new character, pretty much. I think so too. Like yeah. I felt like they did a great job. So, so she steals the whole entire movie. But in, inside the story, I'm going to make a comment. Like Luther, Benji, and Ethan, when when she's when they basically convince her to join, like that whole scene where they're giving her a chance. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was beautiful. Yeah. yeah, like that 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 really created the stakes for yeah. her that they have all had to wrestle with and and, yes. and, and do. You yes, know? great point because what they are explaining to her and what they are telling her, it's basically them, like what they had to deal with yeah, when precisely. they when they came in, and it's kind of a reminder to yeah. the, us, the fans, on yeah. why they're here, how they got here, and why are they are supporting each other so much. And the 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 cherry on top for me was t- was uh, Ethan at the end of that that conversation being like whatever you do like i will protect you with every Your being life will in my always body always yeah. mean yes. more than yes. mine yes and that pays off in like dividends with the uh, the luther and and benji because now they are in the exact same mindset because they will ride or die with, yeah. for each yeah. other no matter what and and them telling that to to grace uh it it's true. It's hundred percent true. Yeah. Whether you believe it or not, it is true. Exactly. Yeah. I think especially because she had been, she, she wasn't sure who to believe. Like she and, didn't and, trust anybody well, all the way through like, the whole entire. Like she, was told, 
she was told things by Gabriel and other people that she couldn't trust Ethan, which, you know, who, you're, you're being tossed into this thing. How do you really know who is, you know, yeah. who, who is, you know, telling the truth, who is actually yeah. able to do. But to be honest with you, after the car chase scene, she should have trusted Ethan. Yeah, after that's that true. Yeah. She kept, she locked him up in that train. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. After, yeah. yeah. The very end of the car, we get away safely and you lock me up in this freaking train. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. But but yeah, like and and it really was it was a phenomenal scene to like because we're seven movies deep, you know. Yeah, it is we hard are. to yeah. remember back to movie one and where they were at that point because even then they were yeah ahead of or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they were even even then they were ahead of where she is technically mm-hmm. because they were already a part of the IMF right uh, at that point. Um, but so it, 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 it's, it's just hard to remember that, like how long ago and where they were at that point. So it was a, it was a great way of, it was just a really good scene of like just re showing you, okay, this is what is actually doing. This is why they do this. And so it, it was great in that. Yeah. Um, and it, it was, it, it, there was a bunch of other like r- really cool little things they did. I, I love the the team of agents that were kind of always just kind of like trailing the U.S. agents, the, the, yeah. both sides. They're they're simultaneously <laughs> trailing both Gabriel's yeah. uh, Gabriel slash the White Widow, White Widow, White Widow, yep. White Widow, and the IMF team. Yeah, like they were just kind of just following along it's, it's funny because like uh ethan's team and, and everybody else did all the work and then like the americans would just like hang off their coattails and like kind of just be there because they're following them not because yeah. they're figuring it out but just because they're following them like yep. that's right oh my gosh i like i sometimes i can't stand those kind of things but these two characters that were introduced the two agents uh i, I enjoyed what they brought to the screen yeah. which uh i mean yeah. like i like i said I'm going to see it again tomorrow, so yeah. I'm going to pay more attention to like so kind of them. Yeah, kind of uh, what they're doing. I will say with the Briggs character, who is the um, the older of the two yeah. um, guys, I kind of uh, – I was really surprised that he didn't end up being like either um, a pro, turncoat pro oh, okay. or – no, the Briggs I was expecting to either be a turncoat, like he was gonna be a villain, mm. or he was gonna do something really, really stupid that would get Ethan and his team in trouble. Mm. That's kind of what I was expecting. Those were the two things I was expecting from him. Mm-hmm. Now the other guy, uh, I think his name was Degas. Okay. Um, and he <laughs> was he was really fun because he was kind of like this. He was kind of the audience, like yeah, he was the yeah, representation yes, yes, for the exactly. audience. Yeah. Right. That, that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Was like he's kind of the audience. He was kind of like kind of the outside. He yes, was like, yes, correct. He, he was like, why are we doing this? Like he had this, all these like weird things. He had these really funny just looks. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have these looks that just were like, yeah, great looking. What dude, is dude, going man. on? <laughs> like what is going on right now in this situation that yeah. we are doing? Yeah. Uh, so he was he he was pretty awesome in his role, and um, you know as he was seeing this mm-hmm. and it, it's. It's going to be interesting to see where – I would also love to see what connection Briggs has with Ethan Hunt. Mm. Like, even if it's just from, like, an outside well, – like, has he been there in other he, missions? Well, he mentioned in this uh, – what do you know about Ethan Hunt? He's like, just reputation only. So he has he doesn't have any interaction with, but he is familiar with what Ethan Hunt brings to the table. So um, Yeah, but he mentioned there's something personal. He mentioned something Did he personal. Say that? Yeah. Um well I think he okay, said so it was personal at this point because they eluded him in the airport. I think that's what they were getting. No, at. this is no, 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 I, think, I think I don't think he ever said it was personal. Mm. I think he specifically disputed that it was personal, but the guy was like 
it's not personal, but it's personal. Mm. Like, he, I think he said something like that. Okay. Like, he was kind of, like, pushing back yeah. on that idea. Like, I think Briggs specifically says, it's not personal. Okay. But God kind of, like, looks through his BS, mm. and it's like, it's not personal, but it's personal. personal. Like, yeah. type of thing. So, I feel like, uh, I, I feel like, even though he said it's reputation only, I feel like there's a little something there. Like, there was a mission that Briggs was supposed to be... Either maybe he Briggs was supposed to be on a mission mm. and Ethan Hunt got chosen for it instead, or you know maybe there was a mission that Briggs was on or somebody that Briggs was after and Ethan interfered with it, it in yeah. some way or messed with it in some way. So I kind of feel like that's kind of the feeling that I get okay. from Briggs. Hmm. Hmm. Not sure. Yeah. Um, let's. I feel like we need to talk about like this the newcomer standouts. Like okay. for example, uh, Palm's character from Guardians of the Galaxy. Palm, we, we know Mantis, right? Palm may Paris. have been my favorite character in the entire. Movie. I think you might be right. I think I, I, I'm. I think I'm with you. It's between Palm and uh, and uh, Haley Atwell for me. Yeah, the two Mar- MCU. Yeah, yeah, the two MCU actors. Um, but uh, Paris is, was was her name. She spoke French the entire yes. movie. Uh, and she only had like maybe Real a par- a paragraph of lines, but. Uh, her presence was felt. It really yes. was. Um, she caught your attention in every scene, um, whether it was just the fact that her hair was like crazy blonde, yeah, um, or or what she was wearing. Like sometimes, like the yeah. random skirt, like it threw me for a loop because she had these like crazy army boots and this like yes. uh, schoolgirl skirt on, and like you're like, wait she, a minute, what? She, and she's beating Tom Cruise up, like that kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. she kind of re- rem- reminded me of. Like kind of had this sort of the same kind of feel of like Azula from the Last Airbender. Oh, whoa, yeah. Like that kind of like at least up until towards the end, mm-hmm. like before she made her kind of like switch. I felt like she just had this like unnecessary like joy in destruction that yeah. I felt like fit into yeah, like the chaos, Azula yeah. theme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she was constantly smiling as she was like crushing stuff in her in her Hummer or like or that SUV. Yeah, it that brought she her joy driving. that yes. she couldn't easily catch Ethan yes. Hunt. Like that was yeah, and she was just like she just seemed so joyful in the the chase and the hunt and the destruction that she was mm-hmm. bringing upon it upon the world. And she has one of the cooler fight scenes in the movie in the the very skinny alleyway yes. where. Uh, her and another henchman are uh, trying to take down Ethan. Yeah, like I wouldn't fit yeah. in that thing. No, oh, I know. Yeah, you, me, or Shimano would not that, fit in that thing yeah, that, at all. That, that alleyway was tight. Yes, and uh, Tom Cruise had a chance to end her life uh, yes. with that pipe, and he chose not to, which that came back to um, haunt her because uh, Gabriel says it's a the probability that you're going to betray me now because he spared your life. Yes, um, which and then brings- he. What, he stabs her, I believe, I believe, or shoots her. Which one? I don't Try know. Try to shoot her. Yeah. Well, no, he did stab her. He yeah. left the knife yeah. in her. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And, which, uh, which is which brings up this interesting idea about like you know self fulfilling prophecies. Yeah. Because uh, it's like, would she have actually betrayed him if she, he hadn't first made himself betrayed an enemy? her? <laughs> yeah. he, and if you think about this idea, okay, so. Uh, he Gabriel probably would have won if, um, if she, he hadn't killed her because she probably would have done something else and then hadn't been on the train at that moment to save Ethan's hunt, Ethan and uh, Haley Atwell's character Grace Grace's life when they were about to fall off the train. If he hadn't left her there, yeah, good point. And the keys with Ethan at that point. Yep. So like, you know, he would have had to go find, um. Gabriel, right? Gabriel right. would have had to go find him, and mm-hmm. yeah. 
That's crazy. I mean, her character is awesome. Gabriel, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure him out, too. Something I said to you, mm-hmm. Justin, in the car ride back home is um, a, a scene that I wish we got, and maybe we'll get it in the second movie as like a flashback, flashback is I do, I do wish that we could have seen the entity making itself known to Gabriel. Mm, like that. Yeah, like it's recruiting. Rec- it's yeah. recruitment yeah. of Gabriel. Yeah, like even if Why he him? Have, even if he didn't have a voice, the entity it would have been cool seeing yeah. like how he got Gabriel's attention, how he enlisted Gabriel's services. Yeah, yeah. that would be really cool. Well, to there, see. I, I did enjoy the several scenes where people were talking about how they ended up where they were and they were contacted electronically. They never were face to face with the yeah. uh, the buyer or the connector or right. anyway anybody uh, in. in Legibly, I mean, obviously, the entity is pulling the strings, pulling the and strings, right? Putting people in all the right places and wrong places sometimes, too. Yeah, but uh, especially that bridge scene was uh, <laughs> yeah. leading, leading Grace's character to the, the bridge scene at the wrong time, uh, and then uh, only to have Ilsa be there, too. And yeah, them have a fight that was death. a yeah, that was a beautiful fight scene. It was, it was like a close, close combat. I, I'm a huge fan of close combat, yeah, um, with a little dagger, it, yeah, and it reminded me of like a. <laughs> It reminded me of sort of like a less movement of like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon type mm-hmm. of like fight scene. Yeah. Uh, and just like it felt very clean in the way they it were was, moving. And yeah. And uh, Gabriel's character, the one of the things that I have to say like critically about Gabriel's character, dude dude pulls knives out from wherever, yeah. every crevice that he has. Yeah. And uh, th- this is uh, made very, very evident on, on the train scene at the end when he's fighting Tom Cruise on the, on the, on the rooftop of the train. And uh, he pulls a dagger from the back of his back of his uh, pants, right? He loses it somewhere along along the fights, and then he pulls one out of his sleeve, like his wizard sleeve. He just like pull reaches the in there. Magician, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the heck is this guy doing, man? Uh, and uh, the bridge scene, he has daggers as well, and he's yeah. just like reaching yep. random places and pulling them out. I'm like, dude, you got to be very is, skilled, is Loki, to like, ha- yeah, to have these daggers. And yeah. imagine like holding a dagger on your wrist and like not being able to like bend your wrist or anything like that. Yeah. Like I don't know. I feel like it well, was kind of like a switchblade. Yeah. I mean, sure. Well, also, <laughs> I mean, truthfully, you have to be incredibly skilled and pretty ballsy to be like, you know what? I'm gonna fight this person who has a straight up sword, and I'm gonna use like a switchblade. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, that's right. Elsa had a sword, right? Yes. <laughs> oh my, yeah. Oh my, that was it. Was a good fight scene. It was. Sword. It was a good fight scene. There's Safri Elsa, like she she died before Ethan could get there. Yeah. So there was never like a little moment. I did find it. Uh, I read into the moment prior to that scene where they were on the rooftop and she kind of like hugged him a little bit. And sure. like my first time here, I kind of read into that more like they had their moment there. Just like, yeah, that was, south. yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. their goodbye. Yeah. That was, that was kind of their goodbye. Their swan song, that kind of well, thing. Cause he, he didn't want anybody there because he mm-hmm. knows that if they're there, yep. Then they're, they're, everyone's compromised. Like yeah. everybody is going to be a target. But then for them Luther Menger, like, but that, what if that's what the entity wants yeah. you to think? Yeah. That's, Which that's is the rabbit thing. hole Listen, that yeah. Luther had the most logical head on, to be honest with the you. The whole movie. Yeah, the whole movie. And uh, he was like, this Which is what the, the entity sense. wanted. This is everything we're doing right now is because the entity wanted to do it. And we like, got to change it up. We got to do something yeah. different. Like, Which made, made the most sense because he is the most familiar with. Coding and the most right, yeah, in the most computing tech, and everything, yeah, yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. That's like so. Yeah, him understanding that is just it makes sense. Yes, you know, I agree. I also, agree. side note, 
Luther in the airport. The whole airport scene in general. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. It like, was. Yeah. Everything about the airport scene, the, the amount of twists, the amount of turns, the different mm-hmm. people showing up. The fact that Dude, Benji hunting down that, that Benji briefcase. hunting down the bomb. Yeah. There was nothing in the bomb, but it looked like it was going to be a nuclear the, bomb. The questions that they were asking. Yes. Yeah. Well, e- well, even like the, <laughs> the idea, <laughs> even the idea that because pretty much the entire Mission Impossible series, Ethan Hunt is the point. He's the point man. Yeah, of course. Like of course. In, in everything, but in that moment, he wasn't. Yeah, he was Luther out of the loop. Was, was running. Loop. Yeah. You know, like it was like one of the few times where Ethan was. Not in the loop of what was going on. He had no idea what was going on. They intentionally did that. Too. Yes, and they intentionally did it. Like so, you got to see this little bit of a different dynamic for a moment, which is re- which was really cool to just see because it really is like it's the Tom Cruise show. Like it really is what Mission Impossible is. But it was cool to see this moment of him om- almost being vulnerable. Yeah, you know, with him him not being. The center of the universe. He's you know? a nuclear bomb is something to worry me with. Yes, <laughs> oh, exactly. You know? yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! So good. And that's where we meet Grace. Yep. Yes. In that in the airport scene, um, that's where we see we see Gabriel there. Yeah. We see Benji and Luther Can running I just the point. Point out I mean, that just... Grace's character being like a thief, pickpocket, that kind yeah. of thing. That's a great addition to have to the team, man. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it's like she is so less. There's no combat, like all the all the dangerous stuff. She's like, I'm just a thief. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, she doesn't want to be like, a part keep, of this. Keep me out of that. Part yeah, of the, exactly. The, the the life, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And then uh, when he's like, you need to put this back on them, and she's like, so maybe a put pocket. I was like, oh, that's so great, man. Yeah, like, why yeah. not? Right? Oh, so good. How about uh, how about Luther when he says goodbye because he's got to go off the grid? Yeah. Yes, he's got to get to like a secure room. That All he's analog. Got. And yeah. Yep. There's yeah. no yeah. Net- network. There's no try method. to figure out where the heck this AI is. Yeah. And how to help better help the team? I want to see that scene. Just him. It, working well, away. we may we may get that. Um, it kind of it kind of leads me to believe that we we may have. Like Luther, his life might be in danger potentially uh, in the next one. Like if anybody was to be threatened, and potentially could be Luther because he's intentionally attacking the entity by going off the grid. Like, so what if the entity finds him? And the entity will. And the entity may also, but uh, the entity may also understand that he's the most dangerous member of the team. He probably does understand that. Mm -hmm. Although it does raise the question again. Let's get back to the entity here, okay? This is probably where we're gonna finish up because it's just gonna take some time. I feel like AI stuff, it's always it's always hard to like what does the entity want? Uh, obviously he wants the key, so he so he. <laughs> it, it the entity wants the key found because the key is technically the only thing that can destroy like like he's destroy or control it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I still have this theory that like you can't control it. But yeah. But um, the key is the only thing that can destroy it. Um, now, if somebody found where the the sub was, maybe they could just destroy the sub. But he's but he's out in the internet. the The entity is out in the cloud. Yeah. You know, so the the key is important. So he yeah. needs the key. But why? It it just feels like the entity is constantly provoking Ethan for no reason. Yeah, like in, intentionally uh, attacking Ethan, right? Like that. Yeah, like, and I understand, mm. like, you want. There's other powers in the in the world, right? But like, why were you going to focus on the IMF, like that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, plot armor or one 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 thing, right? Like that's. I mean, maybe it just has to do with like. 
maybe that it it, it it is because Gabriel wants to get under. Yeah, so you're thinking that the fact that the Gabriel really does recruited Gabriel and Gabriel's Gabriel. like one of these two women are gonna die tonight just oh, because yeah, yeah. Just you because, know yeah, yeah. yeah because I can say and yeah by tomorrow I will have this like that kind of like right. speaking in absolutes like it's all decided already that kind of thing right right yeah because because <laughs> the entities run all the numbers and yeah. probability is so high yeah. that he can say that pretty confidently yeah I guess but I mean that's a hundred percent trusting the system right like. I, I would not trust the numbers a 100%. Like, I no. feel like there's maybe like a 90, 85% chance that something could go awry. Yeah. But okay. he's living his life as though it's it, it 100% will, it will be absolute. cool if they show this scene where, like, where Gabriel drank the Kool Aid. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's what you were all saying earlier. Like, yeah. what is the moment that caused this? Maybe not even necessarily the moment that he recruited him, but like, that he was like a hundred percent in. Or what if we learn yeah. that there's some sort of incentive program, if you will, where Gabriel himself is doing this because the entity's got something on him? Interesting. The Possibly. Enti- the entity in- has somehow threatened one of his family, yeah. or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so he has to be, he has to be menacing like this. Let's let's have some predictions, some speculation, because obviously this is part one or two. Yeah. The movie ends. Let's 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 recap briefly. The amazing train scene, the whole train scene on the, mm-hmm. or on the, what's it called? The uh, Orient Express. Orient Express. Yeah. <laughs> the whole train scene's great. Um, there's multiple different characters on it, but basically what happens on the top of the train, Ethan pickpockets the key. Yes. Yep. And he, fin- he ends with up with the key. Yeah. Gabriel falls off the train at a bridge. At a bridge. At a, at a very confident. He, his watch went off and he knew to fall off. Yeah. I just don't trust anything that much. Yeah. So the speed they're going, but and, you yeah, know what? he landed right comf- comfy in a truck bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he and he's driving away and he doesn't have the key. <laughs> yeah, he's well, he he's not he driving does. away. Someone's driving, Someone or is, the yeah. entity is controlling this big truck. Yeah. But he doesn't have the key. He freaks out. So Ethan has the key. Mm-hmm. Ethan's with Benji. Mm-hmm. Grace is now captured by the the U.S. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. but he's. He's going to fold her into the IMF now. Got to be. They Gotta set be. that yeah. up yeah. so clearly. Yeah. So we're going to get Grace in the next one. Duh. Mm-hmm. She's probably going to join up with them on the mission, either officially or unofficially. Mm-hmm. Luther's going to come back. What's Hopefully next? Hopefully have a plan. Yeah. What What happens next? In I feel this like there's got to be something else. Like, Gabriel can't be the guy to hold two movies, right? Like, there's got to be something big, I feel like. And, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. what... Are, what uh, could they potentially add another villain, another another larger than life personality villain to team up with Gabriel? Like I feel like I feel like that's coming. I do feel like we are gonna get the introduction of a like final boss per se, right? Yeah. Liam Neeson. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, I don't know. That that would be epic. I think that would or be Or to just replace Gabriel. Because yeah. my theory is they're not happy he doesn't have the key. Well, the entity hasn't lost yet. True. Yeah, and the ent- and Luther threw out that the entity has figured out two outcomes: mm-hmm. either you die on the train, like Ethan dies on the train, and Gabriel gets the key, or Ethan kills Gabriel, um, and he has the key, but Gabriel is the only person that knows where the yeah. the submarine yeah. is, so right. that the entity's safe. Gabriel's still alive, and Ethan is still alive, and is still alive. So. Gabriel's life is in danger, is what I'm trying to say. Mm, interesting. The entity can kill Gabriel now, 
without without him being in. I think the I think the next movie Gabriel's gonna die, and it's not be, be by Ethan. I think the entity's gonna find a way to take him out. Yeah, I can just see that. just to protect itself. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, I can see that happening. I can I can definitely see that. Like I feel like there is gonna be another big bad in um in the next movie, and it may not be Gabriel. So. I don't think it will be. Yeah. I, I think I think that what Lu- I'm thinking again. I'm thinking back to what Luther said. It's it's got to be, it's got to be that um, it's got to be that Luther has predicted what he said is true, and um, and I think they're going to start. You know, the movie it's going to begin with Luther finding. Um, I think Luther's going to find the submarine. That's what he's going to do in the uh, like wherever the submarine is at in in the ocean. And I think that's where we're gonna start off. So yeah. Anyways, that's probably probably about probably, all. I got. Yeah, that's probably a good spot to stop. So <coughs> epic, epic movie. Ooh. I cannot wait to see it again. Great movie. You're yeah. gonna see it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, big shout out to all of our listeners, everybody who tuned in. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, thanks for checking out this pod. Thanks for always coming back and and listening. Uh, we want to encourage you to check out the rest of our content. We're covering Secret Invasion right now. Uh, the newest Marvel show um, that's kind of coming to a close here soon. Um, and yeah, we will, whenever Dead Reckoning Part 2 comes out, we will definitely be here to review it. So uh, with all that in mind from my good friend Sandy and Shimato, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. You peasants.